Well, hello there. It's so nice to have you here. It's just a short episode today and just me and some wondering, some rambling, some thoughts, some hints for you. Inspired by running a session at the Love Her Wild South weekend at this weekend, I wanted to share with you some of the things we were talking about when we think about making brave choices. Enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. How are you? Again, it's a bit late. My goodness, where is the time going? I am starting to think if you'll have seen my three things Sunday for this week, one of them is about how can I slow down time a little bit? I can't believe that we're nearly at midsummer. We're nearly at the summer solstice, which is just extraordinary. This weekend, I was fortunate enough to be asked to go and speak at the Love Her Wild South weekend. It was such a great experience and I was talking all about making brave choices. As you know, this is a topic that is very dear to my heart because the mission, sorry, the vision uh, behind Quiet the Hive is that When I am doing things, what I have in the back of my mind is that I want the women I work with to reach the end of their days thinking, holy cow, what a ride, rather than if only I'd been brave enough to, or I wish I'd had the strength to. So speaking about making brave choices is always a really, really wonderful thing to do. We had probably, I guess, about 40-ish people in the room, which was lovely. And everyone was open and honest and reflective and willing to share really powerful stories. There was great bravery and emotion in the room, which is always so helpful in bringing these things to life. And as I was delivering the session, I was thinking about how I should share with you some of the places I think that this fear comes from that stops us from making brave choices. Last time I delivered this session, by the way, I um, ended up uh, having, well, I had an email yesterday from one of the women who was on this session last time I delivered it. And some of the life changes she's made as a result of being on this session are just like blow you away, incredible. And one of the things I guess about brave choices is they can only be yours. And we talked about this on the session. No one else can make your brave choice for you and no one else can influence your brave choice. I mean, of course they can, they can try. But what you have to hold dear is that the choice you're making is your choice and no one else's. So this is sometimes where it gets tricky, isn't it? Because we let other people's opinions and expectations get in our way. But when we make a brave choice, it has to come from us. We We are going to be the ones doing it. We are going to be the ones who wade through the stuff to get to the other side. That was something else that came up. It's a bit like going on a bear hunt that when you've made that choice, sometimes it's more comfortable to stay where you are. But the only way you can get through to the end of the brave choice is to wade through the stuff that comes between now and then. So what are some of the things that get in the way? There's the inner critic, the story that it tells us about, I am not whatever enough. I am not 
smart enough or funny enough or pretty enough or young enough or old enough or experienced enough or qualified enough or whatever your adjective of choice is. I am not dot 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 enough. So it's that inner critic that gets in the way. Another category I think that stops us is the fear of looking ridiculous. The I don't know what I'm doing. The I might do it wrong. The I might make a mistake fear that gets in the way. And that quite often can really um, pummel us in the guts, can't it? So I remember sharing the story on the weekend about going to my first ever This Mum Runs gathering. And I was convinced everyone was going to be super svelte and gorgeous and fit and bouncing around without getting out of breath and I was really scared about going but I went mostly because they said that they would be giving a tote bag and a t-shirt to the first 50 people who arrived and I was going to get that tote bag and t-shirt. Reader, I did. Um, Listener, I should say. But I was terrified about what I would look like and whether I would know what I was doing which is daft, isn't it? Because who cares for a star and also I did know what I was doing because I have run before um but I was still really nervous about whether I would look ridiculous and out of place anyway of course anyone else who's part of a running community especially TMR will know that when you get there there are runners of all shapes and sizes and ability and experience and background and it is the most um I find it a really inclusive space uh, to be with a group of other runners because we've all been beginners, right? And we've all uh, struggled to run nonstop for a minute at some point or all of that stuff. So that fear of looking ridiculous is quite often in our heads and the reality is very, very different. But I know that I've not done things for fear of looking silly or not knowing exactly what to do or messing it up or looking daft in some way. And those are probably the things I regret the most because looking back on it, who would have cared? Who would have commented? And if they did, then really their opinion shouldn't matter because they're clearly not nice people. The next category is when it is just too big and too scary and we talked about how you don't have to go feet first into a decision you can test it out you can make it small you can take tiny incremental steps sometimes and we talked about this as well sometimes how um when you you've got this big thing that you want to do the thought of doing it is just so terrifying because you just don't know where to start it leads to that almost decision paralysis So that's definitely something else we explored, that when it's too big and too scary and how you can make it less scary, you can make it so that less is riding on it. It becomes less of a daunting prospect and more of a, hey, here's a good way to test it out. Before you know it, you've taken little tiny steps to stretch your comfort zone and you are doing that thing. The last one, which I think is big, particularly for women, uh, because we are brought up to not put our needs first necessarily to make sure other people are placated and happy and satisfied first is guilt. Guilt I think comes from uh, guilt about putting yourself first. So whenever we do something that brings us joy we feel slightly guilty about it because it feels indulgent. Um, But you will know if you've listened to these podcasts over and over again you will know by now um, that quite often we 
put this guilt upon ourselves rather than it actually coming from another specific source. So we are the people who say, I couldn't possibly spend time away from the family or I couldn't possibly spend that amount of money on something I want to do because it feels indulgent. Um, so that guilt thing can really get in the way. The tip for this is really about thinking about whether you've got evidence to show that people, or that you should actually feel guilty because guilt is a good thing, right? It, it's a moral compass. It helps us decide if we're doing right or wrong. But check in whether other people are making you feel guilty or whether you are making yourself feel guilty on the imagined behalf of others. So it's testing it out with conversations. It's thinking about where that guilt is coming from um, and really reminding yourself that, you know, if you want to do something and it brings you joy and it's not going to hurt or damage anyone else, then do it. Um, don't let the guilt get in the way because it feels indulgent. This is the reason that quite often in corporations when they, uh, when there are times of crisis, financial crisis, the first thing to go is the development fund, right? But that should be the last thing to go because that's the stuff that empowers people. That's the stuff that helps you be better at work. That's the stuff that helps you learn new skills. That's the stuff that helps you be a great leader. That development budget, that development fund is so important. And it's the same for you. You could almost see, um, you could almost keep a little proportion of any money that you save up or you have as an income. You could call that your development fund. It doesn't have to be a huge amount, but saving up to do something indulgent, buying a new book perhaps, or going away for a weekend somewhere with some friends or on your own even, or even coming on a course or a program. Those things could all be seen as coming from your own personal development plan. Why not? Anyway, those were some of the things we discussed. Love Her Wild is a fabulous community full of women who are either experts stepping out of their comfort zone or trying to toe the lines of their comfort zone and want some help and support to do that. There are communities in each of the areas um, across the counties. Uh, my local one is Surrey and Sussex um, and I've met some fabulous women through that and um, continue to do so. Anyway, there you go. It's a very short episode this time, but I just wanted to hit you up with some of the thinkings that came from the session that I ran. Um, if you are interested in running a session on making brave choices for your local um, group or for a corporate event, then just drop me a line. I'm at hello at quietthehive.com. Until next time, take really good care and maybe think about what your brave choice might be and what is a tiny step you could do this week to move closer towards it. See you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much. <laughs>